Welcome to Sis Internet Radio. Sisters in Spirit, affectionately called Sis, is a nurturing environment for women that inspires harmony in everyday living, shares resources that empower, offers information and support that nourishes the soul, balances our mental and physical well-being, and promotes inner peace and heightened spirituality. Our vision is a world where women live consciously, harmoniously, and spiritually to positively impact our lives and the lives of those with whom we come into contact. Join us as we live life with style, grace, and of course, much joy. Good evening, and welcome to our Sisters in Spirit broadcast for Thursday, April 19th, 2012. You're here with your co-host, Raisa, and I'm Sky. Good evening, Raisa. How are you this evening? I am doing wonderful, Sky. How about you? I'm awesome. Thank you. As part of our healing and energy series, tonight's topic is optimize your health and nutrition during the summer months. We will get into our topic in detail as soon as our guest speaker, Dr. Baruch, arrives. He has a slight delay. But in the meantime, we want to share some really exciting information with you. Raisa? Yes, we are really thrilled to have received a grant to work on our personal financial literacy program for women. And, of course, the information goes across the gender. We're targeting women as women are basically the ones who run the household. So this this financial education is going to be a process or a full curriculum by which people can improve their understanding of financial products, services, and concepts so that they become empowered to make really informed choices and avoid the pitfalls that you get into. For example, like when you get out of school and everybody's offering you credit and you go for the credit cards and charge them all up and then, voila, you have to pay them back. (laughs) That's right. And, And even in today's world, a lot of people have um, serious credit card debt before they graduate from college. So we're really excited about having this opportunity to educate young people on um, money matters, uh, from savings to um, credit card debt to um, managing your debt, how to manage your savings, how to manage your investments. And it will be an ongoing um, institute. It is truly an educational process and we're just really excited to be able to bring this to our young women and men as well who may be interested in improving their financial literacy. So this series is going to be done on Thursdays. It will be done on the first and fourth Thursday of each month, and we'll have people in the finance arena come in and talk about different aspects of finance across the spectrum. So <clears throat> stay tuned for more information about that. And we really thought that this was important to do because um, if you can get information about managing your finances or financial literacy and start in your teens, then you can avoid all of those pitfalls that we mentioned and, and you become an educated consumer early in, in life. And for those of you who are older, you you probably had that thought, wow, if somebody had taught me this when I was younger, I could have been a a lot better off financially. So this is the work that we're doing through this workshop. It's for women 
and men. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that I'm really excited about is the fact that basically you don't get financial literacy education in school. Um, I think some parents are kind of like bringing their children along now, but it's something that's been really lacking in our system as we mature, as we matriculate from college into the into society, into the working and business worlds. We are lacking. Many people are lacking in the skill of how to manage money. Right. So um, we are just really excited about the opportunity to fill this gap. Uh, we're excited about what it's going to do for um, our students and how it's going to impact their lives and society as a whole. Just think about where you were at the age at, at the age of high school, um, in college, early 20s, early 30s, and how you manage your money. I, I, I just think about how I managed my money at that time in horror. So uh, it's a wonderful opportunity. We're excited to be able to bring this to um, men and women, and we're just really um, looking forward to um, a great outcome uh, from this institute. We're going to cover six main categories, how to make informed financial and responsible decisions, relate careers to education and income, planning and managing money, managing credit and debt, creating and building wealth, and then the last one is managing risk and preserving your wealth. So once you get money, what to do with it. Exactly. So the target audience starts at age 14. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to start with high school and have three different approaches to this training. We'll have high school age, college age, and then those who are more advanced in their money management and maybe need to do some recovery. So we'll have prevention for the younger group and and building and managing for the older group. And and that's just a set of awesome resources. Just think about being able to to know what you're getting into as you mature and as you grow through different stages of life, you know, to know how to uh, manage your um, checkbook, to know how to manage your credit, to know how to look at investments. And that's really a, a lot of adults are not really familiar with that at this time. So we're really excited about that and um, look forward to providing these resources. You know, I mean, they also look into basic things like when they use a credit union versus a bank, establishing a relationship with your banker. Um, What else? I mean, there's so much information that we're going to pack into the 10 months that we're going to be doing this program. And for our callers who are just calling in, we just wanted to let you know that our special guest, Dr. Baruch, is running a few minutes short. So we are sharing with you some exciting news that we received regarding a grant that SIS has been awarded to um, host a financial literacy, personal finance literacy institute. This institute will range from 2012 to through 2013, there will be um, specific modules that will address different aspects of finances, 
personal finance, um, investments. Um, one of the exciting parts of this, and, and I'm sure a lot of people are not aware, is that today employers or potential employers are pulling credit references on people, and really that's happening with everything now. But um, some some job opportunities could be lost depending on what your credit score is. So that's something that we have to be aware of and start really looking at at an early age. And that's one of the reasons why we want to make sure that the Institute is well-rounded and well-balanced and covers everything from your personal finance all the way through your lifespan to acquiring and maintaining wealth. So, audience, if you know of a group of girls such as the Girl Scouts, Girls Team, any girl group that would like to participate in this session, you'll be able to get more information about how to register on our website. And the best thing about this is that it's free. Yes. Free. <laughs> so we're looking forward to that. And stay tuned for information as to how you can apply. Uh, you can also email us to get additional information and really take this seriously and look at the young women and young men in your life that could really use uh, financial planning, financial personal financial planning and literacy information and could benefit from this course. We are still in the process of waiting for our special guests to arrive. In the meantime, we will begin our discussion. This evening, we're going to talk about how to optimize your health and nutrition during the summer months. And we all know that as we transition into the warmer months, we experience a renewed dedication to address our health for health's sake. And we also like to address our health for appearance's sake, because we all know that in the summer, more parts of our body is exposed than in the winter months. So tonight, we will be talking about how to optimize your nutrition for health sake. We're talking about your nutrition in terms of what to eat, what not to eat, what to do in terms of health regimens, to maintain a healthy body during the summer. We all know that fruits and vegetables are more readily available during the summer and the prices are lower. And so we want to take advantage of specific fruits and vegetables that will give us the greatest nutritional value during the summer. I know personally I tend to some some products I tend to eat year-long, and so that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to finding out this evening is, is that a good thing or a bad thing. With um, the onset of frozen foods, we can have things year-round now, and also with the fact that a lot of our foods are um, grown internationally and imported, that also gives us access to foods year-round, whereas previously we only had these foods when they were in season. So now we have access to foods year-round, and so we're looking forward to the discussion about what to eat and what particularly to eat in the summer months. 
Yes, definitely. It's a global economy, and we can get fruit, you know, tropical fruit from Chile or anywhere, Latin America, et cetera, and eat those year-round. And who knows, actually, what that does to your body as far as eating foods out of season or even eating foods that are, are not typical to your environment. Before all of this, the, the global trends, people ate more local food. So it'd be interesting to get Dr. Baruch's take on on this. Yes, I've seen a lot of that re- lately as we have more imported foods. And one of the areas that I've really seen this is when I'm particularly shopping at places like uh, Costco or some of the other big box stores where you see a lot of supplements and a lot of um, different types of drinks that are imported from different countries. And that's one of my questions. You know, is that really going to be good for my body, you know, living, growing up, my history, basically being here in America? And how would foods or these um, superfoods from other countries benefit my body and my physical being? Do we have Dr. Baruch on the line? Do we? Yes, we do. on the line? Yes, I'm here. Good evening. Dr. Baruch? Yes, good evening. How are you this evening? We're glad that you were able to join us this evening. How are you? (laughs) Very well, thank you. Just busy, but I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on board. I'm enjoying your conversation. Well, we didn't know you had come in. I opened up the line so I could say, I I was waiting for you to say, okay, I'm here, but we're glad to have you. (laughs) And thank you for being with us. We know that you have a busy schedule. Uh, We'd like to introduce ourselves again. Um, You're here with your co-host, Raisa. Good evening, Mm -hmm. Dr. Baruch. Good evening. How are you? Very well. Thank you for joining. Awesome. And I'm Skye, and we're delighted to have you. So before we get into our discussion, I'd like to um, give our listeners a little bit more information about our special guest. Dr. Baruch Ben-Yehuda is a naturopathic education and health literacy expert and founder of Everlasting Life Vegan Restaurant and Lounge and CEO and founder of Eat the Cure. He has dedicated himself to improving the overall health of his fellow man and perpetuating the benefits of a vegan lifestyle. Dr. Baruch received his naturopathic doctor's degree from the School of the Prophets Institute in Jerusalem and Israel in 2004. He majored in communications at Lincoln University in Pennsylvania, where he began his career in radio broadcasting. He's dedicated to healing people from the health-related issues caused by poor diet, stress, lack of exercise, and he's dedicated to educational awareness on controlling one's health. Dr. Baruch developed a revolutionary concept called Eat the Cure from his wealth of knowledge developed over 20 years in the health industry. Dr. Baruch lectures nationally and abroad with a current client base that spans the globe. He is a dynamic motivational speaker with a focus on health and well-being, and a health consultant and advisor to those within the business industry, in churches and government. He's a published author, relationship counselor, and a TV and radio personality. In 2007, Dr. Baruch began his tenure as a featured health expert on the ABC syndicated Michael Bayesden show with his Your Body is Your Temple segment, which reaches 13 million-plus people on a daily basis and today remains a constant force on the show. 
Dr. Baruch is truly a master in his field, and we are really excited to have you with us this evening. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me once again. Okay, and so to get started, Dr. Baruch, would you share with us what inspired you towards naturopathic education and healing through nutrition? What made you see that this was your calling and your purpose? Well, I was in technology. I was working with computers and networks, and I was helping an organization set up conferences where they were making sure that all the computers would be set up and networked right. And I happened to hear a young lady practicing her speech. And as she was practicing her speech, she said, if you control a man's food, you control. And at this point, I'm still connecting up computers. But the next word is the word that unlocked the Stepford wife lock to my brain, if you will. Because the minute she said, you control him, that made me know, okay, well, no longer can I just sit back and allow someone else to control my food and ultimately control me, especially back in 1995 where I look up and I'm seeing more and more people are, are contracting diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease. There are more and more obese people. Something's going wrong. The person that is controlling our food is not looking out for our best interest. Mm-hmm. So that started me on the road. I called my wife. I said, uh, got up immediately after hearing her make that statement. I said, hey, I need to take a break. I went outside, called my wife, said, hey, I'm about to open up a health food store. And, uh, you know, and that started the process. So I opened up Everlasting Life in 1995 in my garage and expanded it. Now we have two locations in the D.C. area where we're, again, supporting those of us who have a desire and need to eat healthier. And I do lectures and workshops all over the uh, the world, as is stated. And, uh, again, the whole idea is not just to give you information, but to inspire and motivate people to make the changes necessary in order to get different results in their health. Too many of us are sick. Too many of us don't think that we have any other option other than to be sick and, and to then practice the new religion, and it's the fastest-growing religion. That's pharmaceuticalism. We are, we're all taking pharmaceutical drugs, and we're all dependent. It has become the god of too many people. And truly, there's no such thing as a deficiency of pharmaceutical drugs. But why is it then that so many of us are taking it? Yes, feel sick. Yeah. yeah we, we, we eat the poison that the FDA approves. Then we take the drugs that are more poison to treat the illnesses that are caused by the, the poison that the FDA approves called food. And it's just a cycle of poisoning the body. And what happens now is I've been a vegan vegetarian for more than 30 years. I've eaten this way for more than 30 years. And when I started being a vegan vegetarian, there was a lot more people that that were eating closer to the way I eat now as compared to today. Most people today, they're just eating any and everything. So what happens in our conversation is people say, Doc, it's too much of an extreme. Well, the extreme is the length to which everybody else has gone to. I'm still here. You know, I'm still right where we were back in the 60s and 70s, and mm-hmm. too many of us now have gone to eating any and everything that every that any grocery store or any fast food joint produces. We feel like, okay, well, it must be food. I should be able to eat it. No, I'm still eating mama's home cooking. Right, and and that's so true. This is the extreme. You know, when you go into a mm-hmm. grocery store and see aisles and aisles and aisles of processed food, that's extreme. When you think about yes. when that stuff first hit the scene, it was only you could you could only find maybe a couple of boxes or something that was processed. But now it's just basically what supermarkets are made of. Yeah, it's right. Mm-hmm. Old generation. Yeah, and then they have a section. They have a section in the grocery store called the healthy natural food section. 
and you right. don't find any of us there. We'll be pulling two carts through the unhealthy, obviously the unhealthy and unnatural food section, and we look at the healthy natural food section and shun it like, oh, you know, nobody wants to. It's too expensive, and yeah. it doesn't taste as good, and it gives me the runs, and so on and so forth. They got all these negative reports on good, healthy food. It's the strangest thing that if you're not eating the healthy food, then what are you eating? You're eating the food that's going to give you a disease because mm. disease is now a business in America. So they're diseasing us by way of food and then, of course, supposedly treating those diseases with their chemicals. It's a joke, and the joke is on us. That is so true. Yeah, we wanted to talk about this um, evening to cover Dr. Baruch eating in season. And um, we wanted to find out if what are the health benefits of eating according to the season or if there are any health benefits to eating according to the season. I think we can, we can answer that question um, by just looking at the advancements in the world that we live in today. You know, when we think of the refrigerator, we probably think advancement. Like, that's man, that was great when they came up with the refrigerator. And when they come up with now refrigerated freight liners and refrigerated uh, train, train rail cars, that they, we think about that as like, wow, that's a great success because now we can get something that's not normally grown where we are, and now we can, consu- can consume it because now they have these big refrigerated trucks that can carry them to us. And now we have a refrigerator in our house so we can put it in there. No, you're not supposed to. And there's no other creature in creation that's consumed anything that came out of a refrigerator but humans mm-hmm. and again we, you can look across the board if you analyze all the creatures we're the sickest ones in creation so i would say we definitely need to be eating from that which is in season and that which is in our region now another question has to be asked and answered is what region should we be eating in and where should we be what region should we call home? Well, it's not regions. Most of the regions that we're in now, especially up here in the north, these are not, not, this is not natural for us. So we should be in a season that is more temperate and that, that, that maintains at least uh, 70 degrees and above. And when we're in those regions, you can eat the food, and the food is more beneficial to you. It, does, it is food that is in season that we should be consuming because the, the body comes from the ground. We are a product of the dirt and the, and the soil, and, and therefore the, this proper remineralization of the soil must take place, and we get that from the fruits and vegetables that we consume. So how that works is you can't go outside and, and chew on some calcium or chew on some magnesium, and for one, it, it, it won't be absorbed, and, and two, it, it might not even be possible. But the, the creator in his infinite, infinite wisdom puts it into the soil and allows it to be absorbed into the plants that grow so that now you can get levels of, of vitamins and minerals inside of the food that we consume naturally. And uh, it maintains the proper balance that is needed inside of the body in order to maintain wellness. So my answer would be, yes, we should be eating that which is in season. Okay, and and along with um, what you just talked about in terms of region, we were just speaking before um, you came on the air, and I was asking about um, something that's been on my mind for a while. Um, When you go into the big box stores like Costco's and places like that, and you see these different types of um, superfoods like the acai berry and different things from Hawaii and these different countries, so in essence, 
we should not consume those items either because my it always brings this question as to whether this is going to be beneficial for my body because I'm not from Hawaii or some of these other countries. So in essence, those are not going to be as nutritional or our bodies will not receive the amount of nutrition from those foods because they're not from our or we're not from those regions. No, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I would say, first off, notice today that that mm-hmm. which we consume here in America is not nutrient-dense. We're not right. getting good okay. nutrient in the food that is that is grown here in the United States because we've gone away from crop rotation. We've totally stripped the soil of all the nutritional, the vitamin and mineral benefit that is there. So in order for us to supplement that and why these foods are now called miracle foods, it's not that they're that much of a miracle. It's that the food that we eat in, in America is just that bad okay. that now – the benefit that we can get from a goji berry, from a side berry, from a noni fruit, from a mango uh, or mangosteen or from moringa from Ghana, the benefit that we can get from those is tremendous because at least they come from soil that has vitamins and minerals in it that is then, again, brought up into the plant that we can consume. So those okay. superfoods become superfoods because we're eating such a super-less diet in America. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for clearing that up because I I see so many of these foods coming into the country now and I'm just wondering, you know, whether they really have any health benefits for us. Yeah. So that's good to know. Yeah. Mhm. Okay, um what are some of the um the um things that we should kind of consume um since we're entering the spring and summer months? What food should we focus on in terms of including in our diet to um, help us achieve ultimate, you know, ultimate or better nutrition and health? What's some of the things that we really need to focus on eating during these warmer months? Well, I would say for those in the listening audience, most of whom may not be vegan, vegetarian, I would say one of the first things we need to look at is a, a cycle of renewal. This is a time to renew. This is the beginning of the year. We 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 practice this thing called New Year's at the end of January and the at the end of December, the beginning of January. Well, that's not the beginning of the year. The beginning of the year is when you see the buds on the trees and the birds flying back and the bees and and the flowers and all the rest of that. That's the beginning of the year. So at this beginning, we need to start with a new beginning. So this is this is the time for us to now, you know, establish that new contract with ourselves that we're going to put healthier food inside of our bodies and stop introducing these toxic foods, expecting the body to just be able to take it. You know, the uh, digestive enzyme uh, uh, category or the digestive aids, they don't even call them enzymes, digestive aids uh, and, that are sold in grocery stores is the number one selling product in America. That category is the number one selling. And the reason why is because we eat so much crap. And we need to now go back to eating healthy food. So I would uh, I would encourage us to eat more of the healthy uh, dark green, dark leafy green vegetables. Uh, they're they're normally in abundance. Again, when we think about the harvest, we think about the different harvest seasons. There's certain things that are grown in certain seasons. You know, when we think about summertime, we think about melons and fruits and and uh, fruit vegetables that are, that have a lot of water content inside of them. Well, likewise, and fruits that have a lot of water content in them as well. <clears throat> and uh, likewise, in, in the springtime, we're dealing with uh, just regenerating life and the rebirth of life. 
we would think about green. And dark leafy green vegetables are very good for us. Dandelion greens and turnip greens and mustard greens and all those greens that bring forth life. Spring is a season of springing forth with new life. So you spring forth with that new life, with new energy and vitality from healthy, hopefully healthy organic food. And we have to be careful. You know, when I say I'm a vegan vegetarian, I, I know I don't have enough time to maybe convince the hardcore I'm going to be, eat meat for the rest of my life. But one of the things that we have to be mindful of, this has nothing to do with the impact on your health. It has everything to do with the impact on the health of your children. If we continue to consume animals at the rate that we're consuming them, which is $10 billion a year, and 18 billion sea creatures a year are being consumed every year, the amount of damage that we're doing to the, the balance in, uh, in the ecosphere, the, the balance in, um, with regard to the amount of methane that is produced from these creatures that are being harvested, is, is we're just destroying the planet for our children. So, yeah, we, we may think that, yeah, it's cool, I can eat this, and I've been eating it, my mom and my daddy ate it. Well, we're destroying the planet. And in our selfishness, we are destroying a planet that our children are going to have to exist on. And it's really a selfish position for us to have. So speaking about seasons, there won't be many seasons if we continue on the road that we're on. That's, that's an interesting aspect because I know um, a, a lot of us don't think about that, and especially, as you said, hardcore meat eaters. You know, we don't think about it from that point of view. And uh, that is something that we need to um, keep in our minds as well the legacy that we're leaving for our children. And not only that, um, what we're teaching our children in terms of perpetuating um, bad health because of our diet. Right. When I Absolutely. think of grains, I think of oatmeal and other grains that you typically eat during the winter. And I wanted to find out, um, are there what type of grains should we eat during the summer or things sure. that would are beneficial for us during the warmer months? Well, there there are some good grains that uh, I would suggest. Uh, quinoa, buckwheat are good. Um, couscous is good. They're all light and easy, and they're full of uh, benefit. Uh, quinoa is high in protein, and um, you know there there are benefits across the board. Uh, buckwheat is is great for increasing the uh, vitamin D and calcium in the body. It's uh, the list goes on of the the benefits from these different grains. Both are, both of these, the quinoa and the buckwheat, they're, they're actually seeds, but they cook and taste up like greens. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. uh, they're easy to digest, and of course they're gluten free. And most of us don't realize it, but we have a gluten intolerance, and many of the health challenges that we have, like hay fever, and seasonal mm-hmm. fevers, and feeling like we get the flu every year. Well, it's because of what we're eating. We need to change what we're eating because we're subduing the immune system or we're damaging the integrity of the immune system by telling the immune system, stop giving me a runny nose, stop making my, my eyes water up, and stop you know, causing me to have this uh, congestion when your body's really doing the right thing. You think mm-hmm. it's the pollen in the air. Really, it's the, the fact that you've now tipped the scale because of what you're eating and, on top of that, the pollen in the air. Yeah, you've gone over the top. And you just need to bring it back down. And, again, I go back to digestive aids. The reason why there's such a, a, an essential part of the world that we live in now is because we're eating a bunch of stuff that we shouldn't be eating. Mm-hmm. So uh, quinoa and buckwheat are very good. But there oh, are a lot okay. of good grains out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. So what about oatmeal? Because I hear different things regarding oatmeal that, on the one hand, it's mucus forming, and then, on the other hand, it's, um, it's good for you. 
Well, it depends on where you are on the spectrum. If you are, if you're transitioning from sausage and bacon and eggs and and you know that whole lot, buckwheat is a great positive, you know, move forward. But uh, if you're if you're already eating very healthy and you're eating the lighter grains of the summer, um, then maybe maybe uh, I'm sorry maybe oatmeal might not be the best solution for you. But it just mm-hmm. depends on where you are. Oh okay, all right. Thank you. You spoke to this briefly um, just a few minutes ago when you were talking about the grains and the allergies. Um, along with um, grains, are there any other nutritional foods or things that we can do to help alleviate allergies since this is kind of like really serious, especially this year? Uh, I've heard a lot of people talking about how bad their allergies are. Right. Allergies are our inability to digest the world around us. We're mm-hmm. not digesting the world around us. So it takes me right back down the road of digestive enzymes, not not Nexium, not not Prevacid and not all those chemicals, but mm-hmm. a good quality natural digestive enzyme that can help you process the world around you will cause your body, rather than subdue it with Sudafed or with a flu shot or with Actifed, which all subdue the immune system, rather than have the immune system be empowered, you're subduing the immune system and you're telling the immune system that I'm going to eat that which I shouldn't eat anyway. I just don't need you to remind me every time I eat it that I shouldn't mm-hmm. be eating it. So most of us think it's the pollen in the air. Really, again, it's the diet. We're subduing the immune system with our diet, and as a result of that, uh, our, we we go over the edge. You know, we reach our tolerance level, and that's why you find, you know, why is it that everybody doesn't suffer from, you know, these issues? That's because everybody's immune system isn't at the same level. So we need to work to get our immune system strengthened, and we need to make sure that we're digesting the world around us, not only in the food that we consume, but when somebody comes to me and they have allergies, they say, I get allergies every year. I say, okay, take digestive enzymes until they go away. Well, what does that mean? That means if you have to take four or five or maybe six or eight full-spectrum digestive enzymes just to you know, get to that point where you realize, wow, not only does my allergies go away, but also my tolerance for food changes now. There were foods that would give me a bad reaction. Now I can seemingly eat those foods as long as they're, well, I tell people as long as they're healthy foods, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you take those digestive enzymes, you help the body process that which goes into it, which may be what you breathe or maybe what you eat. So what type of digestive enzymes are you recommending? Well, again, I, I, it'd have to be a full-spectrum digestive enzyme, and they're not uh, not all of them are full-spectrum digestive enzymes. And when I say full-spectrum, you want to make sure it's got everything to process fat, to process uh, p- um, proteins, to process carbohydrates. You want to make sure you've got everything in that one enzyme that's going to help process everything that you can consume. Most of us don't chew our foods enough. So by the time it gets to the stomach, the stomach is overwhelmed. We need to give it support. So we give it support with a good quality digestive enzyme. Also during this time of year, there's some other things that we know we can do. Apple cider vinegar is good for reducing the acid levels inside of the bloodstream. So we suggest that we consider doing the good quality Bragg's apple cider vinegar to help bring back those or bring down the acid levels uh, in, in our bloodstream, which, again, will help strengthen and keep the immune system in, a, uh, in a, a ready state so that it can help maintain wellness in the body. 
But uh, as far as digestive enzymes, full-spectrum digestive enzymes, and we, we do offer it through my office, but uh, there, if you go to a health food store, you have to ask for specifically a full-spectrum digestive enzyme. Do not go to a department store. Do not go to a drug store. Don't go to you know a Seven Eleven looking for something like this. You have to go to a health food store so that you're getting a good quality product. Okay. So would a probiotic be considered a full-spectrum digestive enzyme? No, a probiotic is for the GI tract. A digestive enzyme is for the stomach. Okay. So they're two different, two different phases of the process of uh, food ingestion and digestion and elimination. Okay, we want to take a moment to let our listeners know that we are here talking with Dr. Baruch, a naturopathic educator and health literacy expert and founder of Everlasting Life Vegan Restaurant and CEO and founder of Eat the Cure. If you have any questions that you would like to pose to Dr. Baruch, we will bring you on the line in just one moment. Uh, Dr. Baruch, I wanted to ask your take on supplements. Um, I've heard different things regarding vitamins. Um, on the one hand, I've heard it advocating that we can get, if, if our body and our system is in a state of balance, that we should be able to get our vitamins and nutrients, most of them, from the food that we eat. What do you, um, how do you feel about that? If the food that we eat has it in it in the first place to give to us, yes. Okay. But most of what we eat doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're eating genetically modified food. Even even those of us who are, are consuming organic foods, you know, the, what we're eating today across the board has all been modified. Mm-hmm. All of it has been modified. So genetic modification of our food, you start damaging the integrity of the DNA of that which we consume. You start damaging the ability for the body to, one, recognize and also then absorb or assimilate that which mm-hmm. we're taking in because, you know, again, it's not food. So, again, you go back to what started me in all of this. is If you control a man's food, you control him. So there are disease mongers out here that are controlling the food industry, Arthur Daniels Midland and the Monsanto groups that are out there that are controlling food. They're also the controllers of the pharmaceutical drug industry. So they mm-hmm. figured out, wow, if we get them sick on this end, we can catch them on this end, you know, and, and they've got us, you know, on this gravy train, and we're just profit centers for them. So what I would suggest as we look at supplementation in our diet, we, we need to look. You said a Hawaii there's some other places that we can look, you know, South America and Africa, where there's less infiltration, although it's on its way, there's less infiltration by the Monsanto and the Arthur Daniels Midland groups that are out there just destroying the planet and destroying the, the soil so that we won't get any nutrient. That's, that's real important, you know, that we maintain not only in the integrity of our seed banks, but we also need to maintain the integrity of our soil. So, uh, you know, you hear people talk about the chemtrails that are flying over and the chemicals that are being dropped in different regions of the world. Well, in many instances, those are those big chemical companies that are trying to, again, control the integrity and the, and the quality of what it is that uh, is the makeup of the soil so that then you could likewise control the product of that soil. So to, okay. to answer your question, I do think we should supplement I think mm-hmm. our supplements, we, we might consider uh, getting our supplements from someplace other than the United States of America. It's not that they wouldn't be sold here, but you might you might find uh, different ingredients in that supplement that are from other countries so that we can get, uh, again, nutrient-dense food as opposed to nutrient-stripped foods. 
So when you speak of supplements, are you talking about something um, like a multivitamin or something? Or in your terms, what are you referring to in terms of supplement? Because we might be talking about two different things. Yeah, I'm talking about multiple multiple vitamins. We're talking okay. about the mineral and vitamin supplements. Okay. All of those. I think okay. one of the superior supplements that I have found, and I, I do this for probably two or three reasons. One, Moringa. I mentioned it earlier. Moringa is one of the most superior supplements that I've found on the planet. And I personally have made a connection to a farmer in Ghana, West Africa, where I'm getting Moringa, where if you if you go up on YouTube and you just look at the trillions of benefits of Moringa, again, the reason why it's benefiting us so much is because what we're consuming is not is not giving us any benefit so that, mm-hmm. which has you know these again these superfood categories of foods they 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 tend to do so many great things for us and it's not just that they're going to address the arthritis they're going to address the high blood pressure they're going to address the so many different elements in our body because the reason why we suffer from those illnesses is because we have a deficiency of nutrition so moringa right. being a nutritionally dense product will help restore balance inside of the body and keep us well Okay, thank you. I'm going to open the lines. We invite our callers to um, press number one if you'd like to um, speak to Dr. Baruch, and we will identify you by calling the last four digits of your phone number. And I think we have a caller on the line now. Uh, Please identify yourself and um, ask your question or make a comment. Caller 401, you're on the line. Caller 4301. Okay, maybe not. Okay, Dr. Baruch, would you um, tell us a little bit more about your um, companies, about the um, Everlasting Life uh, vegan uh, restaurant and lounge, and also about Eat the Cure? Sure. Well, Everlasting Life was the outgrowth, uh, the outgrowth of the conversation that I had with my wife back then in 1995. I said, you know, we have to create a a safe haven for these people. So Everlasting Life is that safe haven where we are creating a a resource in the communities that are underserved and disserved. There's not access to good quality healthy food in many of our urban centers. So I've targeted our businesses in areas that are being, again, underserved and disserved so that we could provide a viable food source to them. And what we do here a lot in a lot of cases is we're doing we're providing education. We educate people on the benefits of the food so that they can then become customers. Many of them come in and don't understand the relationship between diabetes and poor diet or arthritis and poor diet or you know migraine headaches, repeated migraine headaches and diet. So as we educate them, we then turn them into customers. And I tell people all the time if they if they look at our business like it's just a food restaurant, they miss it. It's really a medicine restaurant that we provide for people medicine. And, uh, you know, the the saying that came out of North Africa or the or Kemet is that uh, let, let your food be your medicine. And, and what we added on is let your medicine taste good. Okay. And uh, so right. we, we provide that. And, and, and I can eat. attest to that. I'm a frequent um, visitor to Everlasting Life, so I can attest to it. And I will say, too, um, sometimes when I'm, you know, life can get very, very busy, and um, your body can really tell you when you need something. And I know mm-hmm. that if, if I'm running around and I'm extremely busy and I'll say, okay, I have to get to Everlasting Life, 
so that I can, you know, order one of the green salads that I really enjoy. And it is the food is and food can very well be healing to you. You might be craving something and like for example, I might crave like greens and I'm like, I need to eat some greens, I need to eat some serious greens or something like that and I'll go there and, you know, just it'll satisfy me or either I'll just go there and know that I'm eating good, healthy food. So you're right about that aspect. It is more than just an eating experience. Uh, it's healing, mm-hmm. and it's also um, educational, as you said. Right. And Eat the Cure was the, the concept behind Eat the Cure is that, you know, we have the race for the cure, the march for the cure, the call of thon or the telethon for the cure, all of these different activities for the cure. I, I said, well, let's go back to basics. Let's just eat the cure. And that way we don't have to, you know, one of the largest uh, nonprofit uh, research industry, uh, companies in the world is the American Cancer Society. Mm-hmm. And they're the the least beneficial to those suffering from cancer. They've provided the least compensation or reward or benefit to those who are suffering. And when you go back to the founders and you realize that J.D. Rockefeller is one of the founders, you realize that this was really designed just as a as a means for generating income. And what we had to do then is create the the positive to that. And the positive alternative to that was, okay, no, we don't want to get caught in that cycle of, okay, we're going to pay into this system that's really making money off of keeping us sick. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, if there was a cure for cancer, then all the people at the American Cancer Society would lose their jobs. So obviously they're not looking to lose their jobs. So as you send them money, they're going to continue to not find the cure. You know, that's that's the whole premise behind that. And likewise, with regard to Eat the Cure, we realized that education was a big part of this. So we educate and empower people. And, again, the three major focuses are on, one, I, I have to make you feel better about yourself so that you make better choices for yourself. And then I have to motivate you. And by that I mean it has to be something that triggers in you the thing that says, oh, I'm never going to eat that again in life, and I'm always going to eat this way. And uh, and then the third area would be just uh, dispelling all of the lies and all of the disinformation and then coming out with the true, bona fide, valuable truth and, and, and rightful information that's going to help turn our health paradigm around, that's going to help t- turn the health conditions and disparities in our community around so that we can live life more abundantly. That's awesome. So can you give us your contact information and tell us how, uh, if someone wants to get involved with Eat to Cure, how um, they can go about doing so? Sure. Uh, My contact information is, again, uh, 330-BARUK-1. And I'll give you the numbers. It's 330-227-8241. And my email address is getwell at drbaruch.com. And that's getwell at drbaruch.com. And my website is also my disclaimer, www.iamnotamedicaldoctor.com. And uh, those are the ways that you would, would reach me. And as far as those of us who are interested in becoming more involved, with Eat the Cure or Everlasting Life. Again, you can send me an email and those who have health challenges, and there is absolutely no health challenge that you have to live with as a chronic health issue, none as a chronic health issue, especially for those of us who haven't had some type of modern medical treatment. 
you know, you, you can empower the body to assist you in overcoming. It doesn't matter what it is, HIV, AIDS, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, all of that. When you understand the science behind it and then you understand how you've been contributing to it with your basic lifestyle, when you make those adjustments, you start seeing those those illnesses begin to dissipate and ultimately disappear. So what would you say to those who believe, oh, I can eat in moderation, so today I'm eating raw food and tomorrow I'm eating um, beef? That Okay. Well, I would, I would put it this way. Uh, if you understand that um, a, a violation of our contract with ourself, one thing, the first law is self-preservation. So a, a violation of that first law is to do anything that is contrary to that which is going to benefit or preserve life inside of us. So mm-hmm. it would be I'm going to I'm going to kind of flip the question around a bit because if you understand that that contract that contract that we have it's like a marital contract. Now, mm-hmm. let's say that your your husband comes home and says, "Honey, I'm going to be good to you most of the time, but every once in a while I'm going to step out." Well, that's what we're saying to our organs. I'm going to eat healthy most of the time, but sometimes I'm going to go and I'm going to have some steak. Well, you wouldn't stay married to him if if he was going to step out on you. Well, why should the body then maintain wellness? At some point, the body makes an agreement. At the cellular level, the body makes an agreement that this this soul doesn't deserve this body, and we're going wow. to return. We're going to recycle this body and send it back to the soil. Now that that should be something that's played to every people every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna download this and play it to myself every morning because this is really powerful. It really is. I mean, it just goes back to the same thing. You have to choose your thoughts. You have to choose whatever you put in your body, whether it's physical food, food for thought, um, people in your environment. That's right. All of that. That's right. Always right. Well, well, in America, we we live by this thing called we we are motivated by pleasure. So mm-hmm. if it pleases us, we think okay, we rationalize that it's an okay thing to do. No, that's not what that's not how any other creature in creation operates. If it benefits you, then it should be pleasing to you. That which doesn't benefit you, you shouldn't find pleasure in it. Someone has reprogrammed your thinking so that that which destroys you is pleasurable to you. Well, that's psychotic. And we yeah. need to now go back and reprogram our thinking so that we respect and honor this temple, we respect and honor this body, and we maintain our contract to it. You cannot be in a contract in, in, with your body and, and, and supposedly be committed to keeping it well and maintaining it and then expect that it's going gonna, it's gonna to maintain its side of the agreement if you're feeding, you're feeding your body garbage. It's just not healthy. And we need to know what that is. What is garbage? I tell people, if, if you're going to eat at Crack Donald's, Murder King, Taco Hell, Wind Disease, Chokers, Bow Strangles, the International House of Pulmonary Heart Disease, you're going to <laughs> violate that contract. You're going to be sick. So you have to now make a commitment, just like in a marital commitment, in a relationship commitment. You want somebody who's committed to you and, and to maintaining that relationship with you. And if they violate that, you you know you don't want any parts of them. Well, likewise, that's that's how the organs are working. Your kidney is saying, okay, look, now I've been putting up with you for years of yeah. all this disrespect and mistreatment. I'm now going out. I'm 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 shutting down. Hmm. 
Now, that's an awesome way to look at that, and, and it's really true. It is definitely true. And um, the term psychotic as well, because that directly correlates with everything that's going on in society in terms of making um, that which is bad for us fair-seeming. And that's the same thing mm-hmm. we're doing with with the food that we're poisoning our bodies with. So it's really, really something to make you think about um, what you're doing and what you're putting into your body. And I'm really serious about uh, recording this. <laughs> Great. Playing Great. that to I'd myself like to... every day because I do very well for a while, and then I'll step out on my body and do something that I'm not supposed to do, so I'm going to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. And And then when the body gives us the alarm, the alarm mm-hmm. would be diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, or cancer. When the body gives us the alarm, we want to shut off the alarm. We don't want to stop doing what caused the alarm. Right. And I tell people, it's like having a smoke detector in your house, and your house is on fire, but you don't want to hear this smoke detector, so you go and you unplug the smoke detector, you take the battery out and go back to bed, and you think everything's going to be okay because you can't hear the smoke detector anymore. Well, the reality is the alarm is still going off. Now you're going to get what, what the world calls or what the medical world calls side effects, what I call direct effects. You're going to get the direct effects of all these chemicals that you're putting into your body, which is more than likely going to lead to some type of organ failure, kidney, mm-hmm. liver, or heart. And, of course, reproductive. Reproductive failure in, in, in our community is like so common now, it's, it's like pimples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we talked about a lot of the physical ailments. Let's not forget the impact that it has on your brain and, and your mental health by uh, putting all of these poisons into your system and overriding your natural body alarm. That's right. That's and, right. And overriding your um, your mental capacity that that says you know you're not supposed to be eating this. You know that this is bad for you. However, the pleasure or seeking that pleasure overrides your rationale, and you go and do right. it anyway. So that's also a conflict that I know people go through. And um, that's when you see seesawing, weight loss, people on every type of diet that there is, uh, a person that has done every diet there is and still has weight issues and health issues and things like that. So it's it's mental as well, as you said, Raisa. Yeah. There's no different than... I'm sorry? It's no different than going to church and then sinning all week and going to church and sinning all week. We, right. we we have this we have this mentality like somehow or another all of it's going to be repaired because I know I got this fix out there but I don't need to get it yet let me wait I'll get it on Sunday because mm-hmm. I got some more damage to do now. Yeah. Go ahead. Definitely. You were asking me a question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. I was visiting your website and I saw different types of uh, supplements and things there and you were talking about supplements. So did you want to share that with our listening audience as well? Well, I would say the the supplements that I have found to be most beneficial right through here is a detox uh, that I suggest that everybody do with it, going through the change of season now. Get a detox so that you can prepare your body for this new season. You know, you all are blessed to those of us who are younger than us in the listening audience and don't have to take castor oil, you know, during the change of seasons. You all get a nice mild capsule that you can consume and, uh, you know, help the body purge all of the toxins and all of the elements of the last season, which are not only food, but also even emotional and energetic. All of that can get put behind you, and now you can start this new season fresh. And I did mention digestive enzymes, and I think digestive enzymes are underrated by, by most 
and that uh, digestive enzymes will help you process the world around us, you know. And I mean the stress stress of the world as well as all the toxins and all of the environmental uh, uh, factors that are impacting us. In addition to that, of course, the food that we consume, even the clothes that we wear, the chemicals we put on our hair and on our body. When you put a digestive enzyme inside of you, you help the body aid it in removing those impurities from your body. So I would suggest that we all do that. Some type of... Uh, a good nutritional supplement. And uh, if you can't find uh, one that you're comfortable with, I'd be more than happy to help you. And, and another one that I think is important, which is a good all-around supplement, too, is the Moringa. Moringa, mm-hmm. uh, again, I say this not only to, to promote the benefit of it, because, but, but also to connect us back to the continent of Africa for those of us who, who recognize that to be the cradle of all civilization that we get a chance to eat that which comes out of that source and out of that soil and that is so nutrient-dense, has the capacity to, to heal us and also has the capacity to purify water. So I tell people, keep it in the house in the event that we have a crisis. You can purify your water with Moringa. You know, oh, so, again, awesome. look up at that YouTube. I, I'll actually be speaking on water this weekend. For those oh, okay. That may be Would you like to share where? Yeah, for for those of us in the D.C. metropolitan area, I'll be speaking at Everlasting Life Restaurant and Lounge in Capitol Heights, Maryland. That's at 9185 Central Avenue. And that is, um, I'll be speaking on uh, the benefits of alkaline water. We will also be providing to those that come out alkaline water. And to anybody here, I'll extend to you a buy one, get one half price on the uh, alkaline water bottles. And um, and also on, on Sunday, we have what is called a medical missionaries uh, class. This is a workshop that's going on for four weeks. And for those of us who are interested in, in becoming more knowledgeable about healing yourself, about healing your friends and family members, it's uh, it's a great resource in our community that is, again, underrated. We need to learn more about what is already in our house that we can heal from and that we can benefit from. You know, that grandma used to always go to and grab. If it wasn't in the house, it was in the backyard, and we right. can, we can again, heal from. So, uh, again, the class, the first class is on Saturday from 1 to 3. That's going to be on alkaline water. The Sunday class is from 9 in the morning till 12 o'clock, and that's a medical missionary class where we talk about, again, cross the board, everything, healing the body and making us whole again. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And um, if... Uh, if someone is interested in the nutrients and things like that, we can get that from your website? I would say it's probably better to give me a call or send me an email because I need to know what's going on with regard to your health in particular before okay. I go saying, okay, a boilerplate solution for everybody is this. I would okay. rather learn what's going on inside of you so that I can help make sure we navigate this course and you get the best benefit from it. Okay. That sounds wonderful. So my, Thanks. My email address, again, If I, I know I've got to give it to you quickly. It's getwell at drbaruch.com. And you can also text me at 330-227-8241 or call 330-227-8241. And uh, we'd be more than happy to help you along this path. Okay. And, and, and if you have the time, we have some extra time since we started a little late. Right. Okay. No problem. Okay. Uh, we, it seems like we have a caller on now. I'm going to bring them in. I'm going to call the last four digits of your phone number. If you'd like to ask Dr. Baruch a question, please introduce yourself and do so. I think this is caller 8829. 8829, did you have a question or a comment? No, I didn't have a question. Oh, okay. 
Okay, Dr. Baruch, as we wind down, um, can you leave our listeners with, if you don't do anything else, these are three things that you should do to try to optimize your health as we enter the, the warm season of the year. Okay. If you don't do anything else, the three things that I would suggest that you do, one is drink your body weight divided by two in ounces of good quality healthy alkaline water. And if you can't get good quality alkaline water, then get the best water that you can that you have access to and can afford. Again, drink your body weight divided by two in ounces of water. So if you weigh 200 pounds, drink 100 ounces of water a day. I would also suggest that everybody, um, if there was nothing else that you could do, get sufficient sleep. Let's go back to when we were children. It was 8 to 10 hours of sleep a night, not what they're telling us is sufficient today, which is 6 to 8 hours. We need to go back to 8 to 10 hours of sleep. And you're going to find many of the health ailments that you have will begin to dissipate. And the third thing that I would say is uh, let's not, let's, let's, uh, establish a moratorium on all that is not good for you. All that is not good for you, that should be easy. If it's not good for you, then separate from it. Remove it from your life. Remove it from, especially remove it from consuming, you consuming it, and because uh, ultimately it does consume you. And uh, so those would be the three significant things that we can uh, do this season in order to change our health paradigm. We want to look fit and fine by summertime. Well, this is the time to get that process engaged. Uh, as far as what we eat, I would consider, uh, I would ask that everyone consider getting a juicer or a blender where you can, a high-speed, high, speed, high uh, commercial speed, commercial blender where we can begin to blend up our fruits and vegetables, which will make it easier for the body to process and absorb, digest, and nourish us. And if you can afford it and have access, eat more organic, fresh produce. And when you do that, you're going to find that you're going to you're going to recover. There are a lot of videos out now. As a, fa- as a matter of fact, I was looking at one the other night where a guy lost 227 pounds in 10 months. Now wow. most of us would think, oh, well, that's unhealthy. You're not supposed to lose that much. Well, it's more unhealthy to carry 227 pounds than it is to lose 227 pounds that's in 10 right. months. That's right. Wow, uh, that's lost awesome. And and I can share a little bit um, as well regarding that. Um, about three, I guess I've been off for two weeks, but about, I've been off for two weeks, but I did a 21-day uh, fast where I, I'm not a big meat eater, but sometimes I'll eat fish and sometimes I'll eat um, chicken. And um, mm-hmm. I did a 21-day fast, no animal products, no sugar, no white products, actually no grains at all. And um, the healing that took place just like within the first week in my body, the differences that you feel, it's just amazing how resilient the body is and how Mm -hmm. food really does affect us. If if you're in tune with your body, you can tell when you're feeling better, when this isn't stiff anymore, you know, if you've gotten to that point. So the healing that takes place just from a a week of doing something beneficial and eliminating all these products um, from your body is, is just amazing. So just imagine doing that over a long period of time. So um, that's something to um, hopefully inspire people, even just for a week, how the body just responds and how resilient it is. Even a couple of days you can feel a difference. 
but I did do that for 21 days. Um, I've been off of it for two weeks, and I'm getting ready to go back on it. Um, I was a vegetarian and vegan for many, many years and slowly moved away from it, so I'm getting back into that now. But uh, it, it really is, um, you really do feel the health benefits immediately. Yes. And for those of us who are challenged by doing a, a fast, if you will, take one day out of the week, and we'll call it the day of uh, backsliding. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we like to call it our cheat day, but I, I don't want to give it a positive in any way. It's yeah. it's backsliding. But let that day and let that one meal on that day be your day and meal of backsliding. And and what that does for people is that makes them recognize how little they really miss that stuff and how much damage it does because inevitably they wake up the next morning and they say, wow, I'm feeling bad again. It mm-hmm. must have been that, that backsliding I experienced. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, for those of us who, with all that sugar, <laughs> right? So for those of us who want to get on that twenty-one day fast, you know, if you're hardcore and you can do it, then do it. If you if you can't, then maybe take one day out of each week and one meal out of that one day, and just say, okay, I'm going to eat some of this bad stuff because I just can't control myself, and and that'll help hopefully keep us on the path the other six days and and uh, however many meals. Well, yeah, that that works, and um, like I said, I've had two two weeks of partying, so I realized that I better get back on my on my fast. So I'm going to do that, and I think we have a person that's trying to um, call in. We're going to acknowledge the caller, and we're going to call the last four digits of your phone number, eight zero one two. Did you have a, call, a question or a comment for Dr. Baruch? No, we're your next guest. Oh, okay, all right, thank you. And with that, Raisa, did you have any comments or questions as we start to wind down? Uh, you know, just the usual. It's um, let your food be your medicine and your medicine your food. And we're going to continue the discussion on wellness with Dr. Shea and Franklin. Okay. Dr. Burr, we'd like to close with a quote. Did you have a quote with you that you'd like to share with us um, after you give your contact information to our listeners again? Uh, that's very valuable, and we want everybody to know how to reach you. Sure. Uh, again, my telephone number is 330-BARUCH-1. That's 227-8241. Again, 330-227-8241. My email address is getwell at drbaruch.com. And that's spelled D-R-B-A-R-U-C-H dot com. And my web address is www.iamnotamedicaldoctor.com. And the quote or what I'd like to leave our listeners with this evening is just in continuing the expression that you just gave us, which is let your food be your medicine. Uh, I've added the tagline, and let your medicine taste good. Thank you. Yes, totally agree with that. That'll help you not backslide. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Come see me at Everlasting Life. I'll help you. Oh, yes, definitely, because the food is delicious there. I, I will attest to that. And it's a great environment as well. Great. Thank you all. Raisa, did you share your quote? That was your quote earlier? That was it. Great. Okay. And I want to I want to thank you all for having me on, and uh, thank Sister Aya for helping to coordinate all of this between you and myself. Yes, and uh, prayerfully, we'll please stop me the next time you see me at Everlasting Life, so that I, I'll I'll have a better idea of who I'm speaking with. I'm pretty sure I do know, but stop me. 
I will definitely do that, and I will be in contact with you, too, in terms of some of the supplements. And I wanted to share a quote um, that I found that I thought was pretty interesting, and it says, don't dig your grave with your own knife and fork. That's a good one. And that's an English <laughs> proverb. Yes. Yeah, yes, that, indeed. that really, really resounded with me. You've been listening to Sisters in Spirit with our special guest, Dr. Baruch, and please be sure to um, contact him if you need additional information, if you have questions and comments, and um, we look forward to you joining us again, Dr. Baruch. I look forward to it as well. Thank you all very much, and many blessings to you and your listeners. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. Yes, stay on the line as we continue the discussion with Dr. Shea and Franklin, and we'll talk about their upcoming event called Metamorphosis so that you can continue your journey into health and wellness. Dr. Shea and Dr. Franklin, um, would you open the line, please, guys? Okay, our line should be open now. <laughs> Greetings, peace and love. Greetings, <laughs> peace and love. We're, we are glad to have you on board so that you can tell us more about your event that you have coming up this Sunday, April 22nd, beginning at 11.30 in the Lithonia area. We thank and, you so we much for having so, Dr. Shea, we'll start with yeah. you. Could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? And then, Dr. Franklin, you do the same. And then we'll get into the event and all of the wonder that you have to offer. Give thanks. Um, I'm Dr. Shea. I'm a naturopathic doctor. I'm a ordained metaphysical minister. I am a certified hypnotherapist. I'm an iridologist and a kinesiologist. I'm a life coach, and I'm a master energy medicine worker. Um, I do EFT. I'm an EFT practitioner and trainer. And I am just known as a healer and a teacher in the Atlanta area. And EFT is emotional freedom technique, am I correct? Correct, absolutely. One of my favorite things. Okay. And basically, I come from a background of um, the way I got into natural medicine and natural healing was um, I ended up with uh, being blind in one eye. I had a brain tumor, and I lost the sight of my right eye, and I had lupus and fibromyalgia, and I was really, really sick, and traditional medicine wasn't working for me. And so I began to study natural medicine, and that became a path and a passion of mine. And so that's what I have been dedicated to for quite some time now. Yes, yeah, so uh, you, you are evidence that the yeah. work you're doing actually works. They didn't grow up? They grew up a little. Dr. Franklin? Yes, um... Well, I'm um, a college professor. I don't have my Ph.D. yet. I'm working on it, but thank you for the honor. I am a holistic psychotherapist, a Reiki master and teacher, college professor, certified aromatherapist, life coach, inspirational speaker, and author. 
And I came into holistic health because I saw that there was a need for people of color, primarily African Americans, to know more about holistic health. We came from that background, but a lot of us have shied away from it. And my background is is in higher education. I was uh, in charge of minority affairs at Harvard Medical School for six and a half years. So I was responsible for recruiting students to Harvard, and I knew what they did and did not know. They knew a lot in terms of allopathic medicine, but they really didn't know a lot about holistic medicine. So I started to really research and get more into aromatherapy and reflexology because they're African in origin. And I saw the health benefits of these two modalities. So as a result, I combined those things to my counseling practice because I'm also um, uh, a holistic psychotherapist. So my uh, practice incorporates a lot of African and Eastern modalities and they complement the Western uh, background and training that I have. Oh, that's absolutely wonderful. So how did you two ladies take your backgrounds and form this event that you've got of Metamorphosis that's coming up this Sunday at the Stonecrest Mall and in the Lithonia area just outside of Atlanta? Well, Professor Franklin and I have been working together for some time now, and, you know, there's there are certain things that are really important when you're doing healing work, and it's having the heart to heal. And we both, you know, had common goals, which is to help other folk that we encounter to live as wonderful a life as possible. And as you study many, many years, and she's been studying metaphysics and I've been studying health and healing and metaphysics, for many, many years, and when you get to the point that the application in your life is evident and the manifestation in your life is evident and you're walking in your power, then it's time to share the path. And so we're just trying to share with people the things that have worked with us, open up some new sciences. You know, we tend not to expand ourselves. We tend to stick to what we already know. And so we limit our own growth and 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 self-discovery. And I want to push people beyond and stretch them and help them to be the best they can be. I think it's the saddest thing is to live and die and not be all you can be in between. So we're going to be talking about some sciences that exist within each of us. I'm going to be talking about the holodeck, and this is a science that built Solomon's Temple. And we have a holodeck within us. I'm going to be laying the foundation and the groundwork to build on understanding how you manifest what's the science within us and how we can become masters over our own lives. That's very powerful. It is. It sounds exciting. Well, I find it very exciting because I live a a very mystical and magical life. I love living in the mystery. I love living in the excitement of the unknown. And it can be a wonderful thing if we know how to reframe it to make it exciting in our lives. And the part that I contribute is uh, the aromatherapy part because, as I said um, before, I'm a certified aromatherapist. And what we do with aromatherapy is very, very interesting. Aromatherapy now has been reduced to basically uh, incense and candles. So what we're now doing is we have not really benefited from the full um, 
to positive ramifications of aromatherapy. So I'm going to discuss and talk about the healing aspects of aromatherapy. If you hold on a moment, there's someone in the background who needs to mute their phone. I'm not sure which line is open that should not be Okay. Open. Yes, Thank we're you. getting feedback. Okay. That's better. Okay. Thank you. So, so what I was saying before in terms of aromatherapy is that it's a healing modality, but it's been reduced to candles and incense. And so what we're going to talk about on Sunday is I'm going to show people how aromatherapy is an excellent science and art. It actually unlocks memories within the brain to allow people to get to the highest potential. I was with Dr. Shea on the phone. Okay. So basically, aromatherapy has been watered down for us, and there's so much more that it can do for us as a as a holistic science. Exactly, exactly. And also, aromatherapy can be used to bring prosperity to people, so I'm going to talk about that. And it's it's excellent. Rather than using pharmaceuticals, a lot of European countries use essential oils. But in this country, people have... Uh, not been exposed to aromatherapy in terms of the healing aspects of it. So I'm going to talk about how aromatherapy and essential blends and oils can be used to address spiritual, mental, psychological, um, emotional, and physical concerns, as well as financial concerns. And then tell us about the dinner that you're going to serve. It looks like it lines right up with Dr. Baruch's Suggested menu. I see it's a bioactive vegan vegetarian dishes. Yes, um, I teach a food prep class, and um, I've been doing it for some years now. I do it all over the country, and folk kind of look forward to having some of my food. And mm-hmm. so, I think if I wasn't cooking, folks wouldn't be so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to be preparing some of the dishes from my um, Nutritious Delicious um, food prep manual, and it's going to be absolutely fabulous. So, um, And it is also going to be bioactive, which means that it's going to re- be regenerative to the body. So I want people to come in and to be able to be open to what we're going to be offering, and the food plays a large, large part in establishing and setting and opening consciousness. So would you give us the contact information for you and how people can register for the event? Well, um, naturalhealingaffair.com is the website that they can go on to register and get more information. Um, And they can call me at 678-580-2031. Again, that's 678-580-2031. And my email address is docshea, D-O-C-S-H-E-A, 01 at AOL.com. Again, docshea01 at AOL.com. And uh, Professor Franklin can give her information as well. Okay, my telephone number is 770-808-8098. And my email address is info, like information, I-N-F-O, at Oyende Enterprises. And, um, and that's spelled O-Y-I-N-D-E, 
N as in Nancy, D as in dog, E, another E, N, T, E, R, P as in Peter, R, I, S, E, S, dot com. So that's info at oyendeenterprises.com. And my website is www.oyendeenterprises.com. And And again, they can go to the website for more information. A natural, they have to put A, a anaturalhealingaffair.com, because that's what this is a natural healing affair. Okay, and the date and time again? It's Sunday, um, April 22nd, starts 1130 to 6 o'clock. We're going to drop some science. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be a very safe and loving environment. And for those that feel the vibe and want to come participate and be a part of it, you're more than welcome to come share in the knowledge. Your your company and participation is more than welcome. So I see you have two sessions, and the first session starts at what time? Just to get 1130. the agenda. 11.30. kickoff, and that's yes. going to be the hollow deck with you, Dr. Shea? Absolutely. And the second session, what time? We'll be starting two hours after that, which is at one thirty, mm-hmm. and that will be with Professor Franklin. And then we're going to have an, uh You're going to have a what? Dinner. Okay, and then dinner. And then we'll have our final session, which is engagement, where we'll actually be applying some of the techniques that we'll be learning so that you can actually experience altered states of consciousness. It's one thing to hear about it. It's another thing to experience it. Once you experience something, it becomes your truth, and you can walk away with something. So this is not just a session where people will come and just sit. We're engaging people because, as Dr. Shea has said in the past on some of the other uh, uh, interviews that we've had, sometimes people become informational junkies, which means that they go from seminar to seminar and they just collect information, but um, they don't know how to apply it. So what we're going to do is show people how to apply all of the information that we're giving them. And they're walking away with practical tools as well as um, information in terms of packets that they can review after the seminar is over. So it's very applied. We're giving you theory plus application. Yeah, it sounds like a great opportunity to our listeners. If you're the Atlanta area, please come out and support our sisters, Dr. Shea and Professor Franklin, in their event this Sunday, April 21st at Stone Creek. April 22nd. Uh, it's April 22nd. I'm sorry, April 22nd. <laughs> okay. It's called Metamorphosis. Thank you. Oh, at the we- Fairfield Inn in Stonecrest Mall. We thank you for providing that information for our audience, and um, hopefully we'll be doing some work together in the future, whether it be bringing you on the show or maybe joining to put together another event such as this. Is this um, Chapter 1 for you, or have, have you done it's this in the past? Chapter 1. This is a series. Where it, you know, this is deep science. We're going to drop the foundation give you practical um, information and experiential information, 
and then we're going to lay down the foundation to continue the growth and the ascension. And I think that once folk get the first taste, they're going to want to come back for more. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure. I'm really will. excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it sounds like an exciting event, and I'm sure that it's going to be uh, very successful and um, people will be ready to receive what you have to offer. Thank you. Absolutely. We just want to treat people good, make them feel loved, and help them to grow. And we thank you so much for having us on. Yes, thank you so much. We thank you for joining us. You're listening to CIS Internet Radio. And for more information on events that are going on, dealing with spirituality internationally, Anywhere across the globe, you can look on to our uh, site and you'll get CIS event news. And if you join our mailing list, we'll have that emailed out to you. Thank you both for joining. And to the audience, good night. Thank you for Thank listening. You. Thank you. Have a great Bye. evening. Good night. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.